This is Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone. Let's get it started. On Dubai I 103.8. Hey, welcome to the show. Starting Up with Virtue Zone. Nice to be back in the hot seat. Big thanks to Mr. Richard Dean uh, and others for sitting in whilst uh, I was away sunning myself in various corners of the globe. Huge thanks to all the team at Virtue Zone for bringing the excellence and the expertise between 10 and 11 on a Tuesday. What are we on about today then? Well, we are talking about the business of side hustles. How do you start a side project and turn it into a well-oiled machine that makes you money? What are the legalities if you're launching your company from home and how do you balance your venture with your full-time job? Uh, what we're gonna, who are we going to speak to? Well, we're going to speak with uh, Darabatia who's the founder of a new fashion label called Basic by DB. Uh, She's recently launched the brand while working a full-time job. Plus, how do you make your side project run smoothly? Going to be catching up with uh, Jenny Ganamia, who is the founder and the CEO at Mind Cloud Academy, an academy for entrepreneurs, no less. Plus, don't forget your questions. Uh, Get them in now. You can text them to us on 4001 for Company Clinic with the team at Virtue Zone. Uh, And talking of getting in touch with us, uh, a number of ways for you to do that. If you are online, Facebook and Instagram, at Dubai I1038FM, at Virtue Zone. If you're in your Twitter account, uh, same with Dubai I, at Dubai I1038FM, at Virtue Zone underscore UAE. Plus, don't forget the hashtags. Uh, starting up with Virtue Zone, hashtag be your own boss. Get in touch with the show. Send us your thoughts, your comments, your questions to 4001. Uh, this is starting up with Virtue Zone each and every Tuesday. From 10. You're listening to Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone on Dubai I 103.8. Indeed, you are, and thankfully, I ain't alone. I'm back in the hot seat. And what's even better news is the man that can, uh, the founder and the chairman of Virtue Zone, no less, has returned from his travels to join me. We are reunited here on the airways. Mr. Neil Petch, good morning to you. Reunited, and it feels so good, Tom. Yeah, it feels good at the moment. You know, I've had a bit of a break. First one in, what, two years. You've had a bit of a break as well. Um, are you feeling rested well, and I ready? I felt you needed some help with your travel broadcasts and also your <laughs> weather reports. So I'm stepping in to give you some excellence and some advice. Uh, you've been out and about. Has that, has that given you a sort of fresh perspective as you come back? Do you know what? It was a fantastic holiday, but I came back. There was that announcement that tourists are now welcome if they've been vaccinated. And speaking of your traffic reports, all of us that are fed up when there's more traffic on the road, that means more business for our businesses. So I'm super excited. You know what? You're not wrong there, Petra, because we've had a lot of people text in this morning and ordinarily you'd get people complaining about the traffic. But what's funny, sort of as we're starting to deal with the pandemic and, and seeing a bit of light on the horizon when it comes to dealing with the pandemic, people are like, this is good. Oh, yeah. We'd like to see traffic. A friend of mine uh, yesterday was uh, just going into the car park and his recruitment guy who finds staff for him stepped out of a Porsche Turbo, how very Dubai that is, and he said the market's going ballistic. He's, Saudi Arabia is going crazy, the number of people that he's positioning here. So companies are recruiting right across the board in Dubai at the moment. Short-term rentals zooming up. I'm a happy man and any potential entrepreneur out there 
Get in quickly. Yeah, and we've been reporting that on the Business Breakfast this morning. Who did we speak to? Uh, we spoke to Wally Daniel Dib from Halla recruiting at the moment on the back go. of their five million funding. Uh, Bayut and De Bizzle recruiting at the moment as part of their technology drive. There is there is so much out there at the at, at present, and you're you're seeing demand as well. I mean, we've talked about it since we started this show, and. I, you know, every every now and again, I sort of expect to see the curve coming down, etc. But again, the demand of people knocking on the door, and I'm assuming that you're looking to expand teams as well further down the line. Absolutely. And listen, I, I think, uh, not that I, I want to revel in, in people's challenges, but Europe and America, there are tax bills coming. They can't print money forever. So I think that this is the right place to be at the moment. And more and more people all over the world are recognising that. Get in touch with the show, and Neil's here to answer your questions. Uh, we will be dealing with those shortly. But first... Well Briefed, the business stories you need to know this week. Perfect segue as well to what uh, Mr B was just saying there, because in the news this week, nine out of ten SMEs think that the UAE is a good place to start a business. That's according to the Zabuni 2021 UAE SME survey, which polled more than 200 businesses across the country. 91% of SMEs also expect to grow over the remainder of this year. 83.7% said that they are optimistic or very optimistic about the future. Is there no one that's going to burst this bubble? Well, listen, I'm speaking to Zabuni straight after this show to find out who that one person was. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, partners. Let, let's make it 10 out of 10. <laughs> I mean, it's, look, I mean we, it, it's good. And there's, not, you know, there's no one listening to this show that doesn't want to disagree with it. But, you know, we have seen... I feel we're gloating, Tom. It's a little bit like a West Ham or a Spurs fan at the moment. <laughs> We should yeah. be careful. There's a little bit of that going on. <laughs> uh, or, of course, the changing fate of England and Indian cricket fans as well. Depends which test match you're watching. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you're at the heart of this. You're, you see this on a daily basis. You know, I read the, the headlines. I sort of get the... But I, I also get people texting and going, yeah, I don't know where these headlines are coming from because I've lost my job or I'm seeing a pay reduction or I'm having this squeezed, etc. So... Is it just because SMEs... It, one thing that I'm seeing, and tell me if I'm wrong here, there seems to be a sort of change, a shift in the whole traditional old industries here now and this new, bright, SME, technology-driven, new thinking, entrepreneurs is what's driving this forward. Yeah, I had a, um, a nephew who's working in London and he's relocating to LA because he wants to target the fintech sector. He's in, he's in recruitment. I think that's a brilliant example of someone who is disrupting their own career, who's looked at what's happening. Fintech obviously is thriving. You've seen the UAE government's uh, endeavours to actually boost that sector. So we're doing something about it here and the great thing about the UAE is it, it, it tends to do it fast, much faster than where you need to check in with a committee and so on. So I think that uh, we're going to continue to see an acceleration of, of, of the good things. Property prices in, in certain sectors, they've had a boost. Every every you know professional property speculator out there must be thinking, when's, when's the top of the market? But yeah. there's momentum at the moment, and momentum breeds confidence, and an in-business confidence is the most precious asset. Um, and there's also got to be incentivization, and there is incentives out there, not just incentives, but also... 
uh, platforms leads us on to our next story. Creative entrepreneurs, talents, craftsmen in the Alcaz area and elsewhere can now apply for Dubai's long-term cultural visa as part of the Alcaz Creative Zone project. Uh, this one comes from Dubai Culture, the initiative aimed at encouraging creative people to live and work in Dubai, providing them with a rich platform for growth. Um, it's a long-term visa for creative talent and entrepreneurs, which again sort of pays homage to the fact that you don't have to be a super MIT accredited coder yeah. to get a long-term visa here or have a future here. No, I've got to be honest with you. April last year, you know, government announces we're going to try and support entrepreneurs. There's going to be mortgage holidays and, and so on. I wasn't massively confident that, uh, that that was going to be followed through. This is another example where the small guy out there, I, I believe, Abdullah bin Tuk, Minister of Economy, he knows that the green shoots in this economy are going to come from the startup sector. And that announcement is another one where the small guy is being supported. Small guys don't have lobby groups, mm. right? So oil has a lobby group, property has a lobby group, et cetera, et cetera. Small guys generally don't. That's actually our role, Tom. That's what we've got to do on this uh, show. And increasingly, government entities are getting behind the small guy, and that's going to mean that there are more people shopping in Carrefour, plain and simple. And it's interesting as well, because they talk there about uh, Alcurs, you know, an area that you and I have yeah. seen go through so many regenerations in recent times. But you go to some of those areas, like Alcicle Avenue and, and other areas down in Alcurs, and there's a real buzz down there at the moment, a real creativity. And it sort of pays homage to that idea that, you know, yeah, it's all good and well if you can come up with an app that puts people on buses around the world. But equally, if you come up with really, really good chocolate made here in the UAE, there is a future there. Love that chocolate, by the way. Where is it? Yeah, yeah and it's so entrepreneurial in Alcoz. There's an energy, isn't there? Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I'm proudest about in our office is because you think about it, there are 300 people coming in every month setting up their dream, setting up their company. And so there's an energy there. There's people smiling. There's people wanting to achieve things. And so one of the things I'd, I'd be saying to people is, you know, during COVID, a certain number of people retreated into their bedroom, put their pajamas on and, and got depressed about it. A whole bunch of others decided to do something about it, decided to work hard. And then the next step after working hard is actually look for the trends and try and take advantage of them. So those people that have been doing that the last six months, they're going to really, really see the benefits. Uh, hotel management company Aleph Hospitality. They've launched an innovation lab right here in Dubai for startups that have solutions in the tourism, travel and hospitality industry company saying it aims to help drive innovation as the industry recovers from the pandemic. Again, more evidence of people thinking out the box and more evidence or more suggestions as well, maybe found or unfounded, that the pandemic has forced Every industry, none more so than hospitality, to have a little look at itself and say, oh, we might have been a bit staid in our ways. Moving out of this, how are we going to be fresh? Exactly. Turbulence is a good thing. A golf ball travels further because it has creates turbulence. Not when I hit it, but, you know. <laughs> Uh, and I mentioned them a little earlier. In fact, we had them on the show a little earlier as well. Abu Dhabi-based insurance tech company Hala, uh, raising $5 million in funding. They were launched back in 2018 to streamline payments between motor insurance companies in the UAE using blockchain technology. Last year, the company expanded to retail insurance, offer products direct to customers. We've had them here uh, on Starting Up. We've had them on the show in the past. Again, you know... <laughs> 
traditional industry, insurance, a lot of people raise their eyebrows or sort of turn off, but doing things differently. Yeah, just and I think that's a really important headline, Tom. I'll tell you why. I believe that Dubai can be the Geneva of the 22nd century. I believe it can provide insurance, it can provide pension, it can provide health more efficiently at better prices to people who live, who previously were living in South Africa or in India or in Russia. In order to do that, what it needs to do is be able to provide a, a sort of combination of, you know, you need to obviously be able to live here legally, you need to be able to bank, you need to get your telecom solution and so on. And that needs to be done using technology. So Hala, with their use of the blockchain, are providing something. So people who are providing insurance, obviously it's always risk-reward calculation. So if they know more about the people, then they're able to actually offer them a better premium on, on the policy or much, much more efficient rate. That's what consumers want. So that data is available, but it's just about putting it in a central safe and giving people access to the key when, when they want it. So uh, privacy stays because I give you permission to use the key to get in and get my passport number. Um, and that way everyone gets more efficient. And I think Dubai is leading that. You can send us your comments. You can text us now with questions, comments, and otherwise on 4001. More from Neil and myself in just a few moments' time. In fact, we will be talking to our first guest in the Startup Spotlight next. Startup Spotlight. Uh, we're hearing more and more about uh, people launching side hustles as the pandemic goes on. Look, it might be something that you've chosen to do. It might be something you've been forced into doing. Uh, whether you're wanting to make some extra cash or launch a passion project, there are many people who want to retain the security of their full-time job while also having an independent business, if you like. Today's startup spotlight guest is Dara Batyev, who uh, works full-time in public relations, but has just launched her fashion business, uh, Basic by DB. Here's Catherine Cunningham with more. Dara Bhatia is just 24 years old and has already made her mark in public relations, working on some of the biggest hospitality brands across the country. But the self-confessed fashionista has had a dream to launch her own clothing brand. Working in the evenings and every spare moment, Dara's business was launched in June. A new self-love endorsing clothing brand that's just launched in the UAE, homegrown, made locally with love, bringing boss babe staples to work from home, wardrobe essentials to you and internationally. The label is currently available online with the mission to offer crisp basics and affordable luxury. Uh, the CEO of Basic by DB uh, and the founder, no less, uh, joins us live on the line now uh, and live via Microsoft Teams. Uh, Darabatia, thank you for your time. Hi, hi, Tom. Hi, Neil. How are you? We're really well indeed. Really appreciate you uh, taking time. And that was going to be my first question to you is the whole question of time. I mean, how do you find time um, whilst you have a very demanding, time consuming job at the heights of public relations here in the region to set up another business? Yeah, um, I basically have no time <laughs> to answer your question. Um, I think time for me to organize it was uh, very, very challenging in the beginning on how to manage and especially um, starting a business. It, I think it requires more time in the planning phase than actually implementing phase because you need to, you'll be alone, um, you know, after work, it becomes a bit challenging because, you know, you end work at 7 p.m. Almost all of the like stuff is already shut by then. So you have to kind of like find a way to make it work. So 
I work a lot mostly on Saturdays because a lot of my vendors are open then. So yeah, it's just about organizing time and organizing your life. But uh, I have so many softwares that do that for me now. <laughs> do you have to be careful uh, not to invest too much time? And to that, I, I mean, you know, it'd be very easy to sort of you know work till 7pm, 8pm with your day job and then invest another 10 hours uh, into your passion project as well. But then obviously when you went back to work the following day, you'd be tired as well. So do you have to manage the time accordingly? I think that's uh, finding the balance for me was uh, difficult in the beginning. And that's exactly what, uh, you know, Tom, you're saying is it's uh, finding the right balance of investing too much time and investing just like the right amount of time. So uh, in the beginning, it was like for me working like all, all 24 hours of the day, but then that really tired me out. So I had to find a way to kind of like give my myself break in between um you know give myself give my family time friends time so that way i could balance some time up and keep some time off myself as well i mean my brand does uh, endorse self-love and self-care so i was like i need to put myself first as well <laughs> so yeah it does take time but i think um, you find your own rhythm and you can definitely make it work if you just find that right balance well we can sense your rhythm coming down the line uh, dara there's some energy there um i picked up on on you mentioned some software and and i guess one of the things that multitasking teaches us is time management um, yeah. and how have how have you managed that would you say that you're you're now a more efficient worker than prior to launching your own business for sure 100% I mean like before um, I started my own brand as well like I was very very much in love with like excel sheets powerpoints i was like this was my this was my forte but then i think after that i realized that i have to like start using i'm using like calendar invites i'm using to-do lists i'm using notion i'm using like all of these softwares that really like help me organize my life my schedule like my personal life as well as you know of course my full-time job and my brand so it's just uh Finding the right tools, I think, to help you do that as well is very important. See, Tom, I think Dara is a great example why a lot of bosses out there, their first thought might be, oh, I don't want my staff uh, setting up a side hassle. But if they're doing it, listen to Dara. She's so motivated. She's got mm. so much uh, energy. And if her boss is thinking, well, you know what, she's a great example. And in PR, all PR is good PR. So, Dara, you're a shining example. Yeah, and I wonder if there is something in what Neil's saying there. Is that is this whole idea that, yeah, we, we assume that your incumbent employer would be anti a side hustle it takes time and attention away but can the two be sort of um uh, cross pollinating in in certain degrees can you sort of see benefits out of what you've learned in the pr industry or what you've achieved and vice versa yeah for sure i mean i think um even with the, where i work they're very very supportive in terms of like you know how much time i put into basic as well for example for now i had told them that i'll be going on air so you know they're very supportive in that and of course with public relations the one thing that you learn is how to like you know crisis management you learn um you know how to work with media what works um in the industry as well was very important for me like i've worked with a lot of fashion brands as well with my full-time job so i know how to pitch my brand as well i know how to go ahead with it so i think that's very important in formulating the right story and actually bringing something new to the market was was something I learned from my full-time job um, you know what what will make my brand unique and I suppose one once you become the next uh, unicorn out of the UAE billion dollar business you'll be giving your PR account to your firm uh, <laughs> uh, actually like it's it's uh, something that I want to still maintain I want to still do a lot of PR as well yeah. uh, because I think it's something that I really love doing as well on the side it's, it's just that I feel like 
this is something I want to like, I'm going to diversify. You know, right now it's a fashion brand, but later I might, uh, there's a whole five year plan to do like, you know, a, a lot more with the brand, not just um, going into fashion, but also into like, you know, F&B hospitality. So of course I want to keep PR close to me as well, because that's so important to me. And that's how I actually started out in the industry, but also keep all of these other ideas in place and kind of, uh, run an empire. <laughs> Dara, how did you find the the admin behind setting up a, a side hustle? So, for example, some jurisdictions require that you have a letter of no objection from from your current employer or sponsor. Some don't. Actually, I, I think it depends. Um, it's it's very like uh, I want to say that you have to see on what your employer is actually on your your contract actually that's something that you need to check in the first place when you're starting up a side hustle but for me um, my visa sponsorship was uh, someone else so I could was I was able to kind of set up without any admin issues but of course I had ensured like you know my uh, full-time employer as well knows that I you know I'm starting this up and everyone was really supportive they actually gave me a lot of tips and tricks as well so I think it's just be completely honest like you know don't do anything in the dark um, and that's something that I would definitely recommend so just make sure you're in the clear before going ahead. So you launched in, in June, is that right? Yeah. And and how long did it take you to get your bank account up and running? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think that was the most stressful process I have gone through for my bank account because um, I was in so much like panic. Uh, I went to a lot of banks, actually, and this is a very interesting story. I went to a lot of banks, and uh, one of the banks actually rejected me as well because they were like, no, like, you know, um, this is just not possible. Like, you know, we don't know what your turnover is going to be like. Um, and it was a it was a struggle for me um, to get a bank account. Very honestly, uh, I actually actually had to use my dad's connections because my dad's actually an entrepreneur himself. So he actually helped through his network. I got through uh, another bank, and that took a month uh, to progress as process so as well. Persistence, so persistence. <laughs> but to be honest with you, that that's a hurdle that shouldn't exist. Next time, call Virtue Zone, Dara. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> And in terms of the clothes, look, it's competitive industry. It's a competitive market. What sets your brand apart? I think um, when I was starting this brand as well, I wanted to make more of a community uh, than just a clothing brand. So I think with my brand, it's more of a, it's a self-love fusion brand with style. So it's more about the community that I'm creating. I think um, one of my main points over here was that um, there's a lot of private labels as well in the UAE, but there's not a lot of affordable luxury. So if you think about like, you know, a crisp suit and, uh, you know, full set suit, you'd think about spending like a grand or, you know, uh, two grand. But when you look at my pricing, it's about like three to 300 to 400, which is like very competitive pricing as well. So I think a lot of elements I have put into the brand, which is like, you know, making a woman community like that endorses self-love. Um, and I think in the pandemic as well, a lot of conscious buying has been um, increasing. So a lot of people want to buy into brands that actually have these great like brand values, which is something that I want to embody as well, that, you know, um, self-love is very important to me. Actually, 5% of my profits also go to friends of cancer patients. Mm. So I think just a, creating an overall brand that people actually believe in and want to invest in is something that um, I've worked on as well that makes me a bit different than what's already there in the market. Dara, crisp, affordable, self-love. You need Tom Urquhart as your brand ambassador. <laughs> Not sure I'd squeeze into them at the moment, that's for sure. Uh, DB, just before we let you go, uh, come on, you've done it. You've done it successfully. Um, but there are others out there listening in, especially in their 20s, uh, looking to get their side hustle off the ground, wondering whether to press go or not. What's your advice to them? 
I think uh, just be patient. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a month's time either. Take as much time as you need in the planning phase. Take as much time as you need and speak to a lot of people. I spoke to so many consultants, so many um, industry leaders, and only then I had gone ahead with the idea. And don't be afraid to kickstart. Um, just take as much support as you can. And of course, you can always reach out to me as well on my accounts, uh, Dara on Instagram, you can reach out to me, you can message me for any tips as well. So of course, I'm always here to help and yeah, just believe in yourself and be patient and drink lots of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of coffee. DB, always good to chat. Thank you so much indeed for your time. Uh, all the best with the uh, ve the venture and of course the day job. Thank you so good much, Tom twice. and Neil. Lovely speaking to you both. Big thanks to Dara Bhatia, founder and CEO of Basic by DB, joining us live on the line. More of Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtuzone in moments. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Uh, get involved on Twitter at Virtuzone underscore UAE, Facebook and Instagram uh, at Virtuzone. Use the hashtags, uh, hashtag Starting Up with Virtuzone, hashtag Be Your Own Boss. Uh, but equally, if you'd like to have your say with us at Dubai Eye 1038FM on all of the aforementioned platforms, or text us on 4001. Failing all that, send us uh, a racing pigeon or something like that. We'll get in touch. Smoke signals, whatever you fancy. Uh, your comments would be appreciated. Uh, myself and Neil with you through until 11 o'clock. Look, if we don't address the questions that you send to us in that time frame, worry not because the team at VirtuZone are all over it. They are online at the moment and we'll continue the conversation online straight after the show. So all you have to do uh, is to get in touch with them uh, at VirtuZone uh, and uh, sending questions through there. In the meantime though, we continue with today's uh, big talk. We're focusing on how to launch a side hustle today and turn it into a successful business. Some of the most recognisable companies started out as small projects among them apple instagram group on facebook which was famously launched from a university dorm room but if you're thinking of launching a side project here in the ua how manageable is it and what are the steps you need to take to make sure it runs smoothly uh jenny Gennemer is is the founder and the ceo at mind cloud academy a unique academy uh, set up for entrepreneurs uh, and I have to say that she joins us live uh, on the line and live via Microsoft Teams. Jenny good morning to you. Hi good morning to you thank you for having me today. No really appreciate your time on this one it's a fascinating subject the reason we wanted to do this is we get loads and loads of questions uh, during the show but also after the show throughout the week and this is one that crops up time and time again. Um, a lot of people suggesting that more and more people are turning to their side hustles or looking to launch their side hustles now. Numbers-wise, are you seeing a spike in the number of people starting up side projects? Yes. So uh, last year, by the way, during COVID, we, uh, we saw a spike uh, in those particular numbers. Before that, at the academy, we were uh, rarely getting people doing side hustles. So let's define side hustle uh, first. Side hustle is anything that allows you to have an additional source of money. And I think what COVID did is two things. One, um, uh, it made a lot of people uncertain about everything, uh, including their own jobs or their main um, source of income. And a, a second thing is it made them reshuffle their priorities. Some of them discovered that they wanted to spend more time uh, close to their families 
Some of them discovered that they were really burnt out at work and not really happy um, and so forth. So, so a lot of people and like those um, uh, two factors together led to a lot of people starting to look what is it that they really want. And from that question uh, comes next, what is the side hustle that will allow me to be a more, more fulfilled and more secure? Just sticking with the basics, I'm glad that you sort of define side hustle as well. Are side hustles legal or are they something that you sort of sh- should be doing sort of in the background uh, beh- under the radar? I don't know, like a couple of decades ago, a side hustle was something like scandalous. Mm. Today is a way of life. And, and I would say everyone should do a side hustle and I will tell you why. Um, a lot of studies uh, show that at least 70 to 80% of people are uh, unhappy in their workplace or they don't have passion or they are overworked, uh, overstressed. What a side hustle uh, does when it's really from that question, what is it that I, I really love to do? What, what, what am I good at or I wanna be better at? What a side hustle allows you to do is three things. Uh, one, it allows you to have that passion and love towards something. So let's say you love public speaking uh, and you can start training other people to do public speaking and then you see their uh, their uh, progress and then you become more fulfilled. So in that sense, this side hustle is allowing me to be happier. Uh, uh, and studies shown when you're happier, when you have more dopamine, your stress level is down, you're able to work longer hours uh, and be more fulfilled. The second reason when you start a side hustle, you also start diversifying your skills. And that leads to another three things. One, your brain is more alert, more awakened. You you will be more energized anyway. Uh, Second thing uh, that happens it also affects your, your uh, uh, bread and butter job because, because with more diversified skills, you will be able to be, um, um, take more initiative, show those skills at, uh, at your workspace and probably lead to more uh, leadership positions. Uh, last, and this is also a, it might be a surprise, a lot of studies, a study that took around 5,000 entrepreneurs um, who um, started um, a side hustle versus 5,000 entrepreneurs who were working full-time, mm. that study showed that the, the people starting the side hustle had 33% more chances of success. And that, that was a great finding because of the nature of securing yourself and, and the current job so you don't have to worry about bills. You'll be more creative and more resilient in your side hustle. That's why I think every, like three reasons why everyone should try a side hustle. Jenny, we were talking earlier to DB about the fact that uh, uh, this kind of area now, there are more and more people coming into it. And I was at your 
uh, one of your MindCloud events, and, and I think a really good example, MindCloud gets behind supporting people who are wanting to start a side hustle, and you, I believe, work in partnership with the Chamber of Commerce. So it's an, another example of government entities officially recognizing that there are people in positions where only a year ago it was very difficult to find what visa you could give someone that was a freelancer or, or, or who was a photographer or something like that. It's becoming increasingly easy now, and your your company is a great example of, of government entities getting behind through partnership with MindCloud, supporting people. Hi, Neil. How are you? I am um, yes, fantastic. Yes, exactly. And also companies like yours, like VirtuZone, also supporting us and all this. I want to I wanna say here why it's very important, all this support, because side hustles is, are, are great um, uh, for all the reasons I just listed, uh, but also um, there are mistakes done in the process. And this is uh, underestimating at least four things. Um, number one, uh, do I have the skill? Like underestimating the skills it needs. And this is one of the reasons why people join the academy to learn all the business skills they need. Second, under, underestimating what, what entrepreneurship really is. And this is, again, entrepreneurship is a certain mindset that they need to learn about. Another thing is underestimating the time it needs, um, and and someone needs to do um, his um, his uh, 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 a background check on all this. And the last one is exactly what you're saying, um, uh, uh, Neil. Um, it's it's not understanding the legal setup that I need, um, uh, and we can do a lot of mistakes here, and that would be very cost costly afterwards. So, if I were thinking to set aside hustle up, um, how would MindCloud help me make that journey a little easier? First, I need to define what is that side hustle. So there are different types of side hustle. If I'm uh, just doing Again, the example of, for example, if if I decide to help uh, people write their CVs, so I could be a consultant here, um, and 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 this requires a one type of of uh, um, a legal setup, and also understanding where do I want to go with this later. And I know other people who are. Uh, setting up uh, uh, full-blown side hustles, like a full online uh, tech service uh, and, and doing it on the side. And again, this requires another type of, of legal setup. So what we do uh, with them from our side is first understand uh, what type of business is this? Uh, uh, is, is this only uh, something that you are going to do as, as a, a skill that you can extend to others or a full-blown brick and mortar business? And then I would direct them to you. <laughs> <laughs> the right answer. Perfect. Answer. <laughs> the check's in the post, in, Jenny. In terms, Jenny, though, of consultation, so putting your consulting hat on there, if 
somebody's side hustle scaled and we mentioned a couple of you know very famous scaling side hustles in the introduction to you a little earlier on i mean if you ever aspired to becoming the next facebook or whatever is there a sort of definitive point that you say right enough's enough this side hustle has become more than a side hustle it's become a beast it's growing 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 therefore i need to dedicate all my time when do you sort of when do you pull the cord on your existing job and career so, so again, this is a personal uh, decision. Uh, uh, when you see when it's paying, when it's paying more than the bills, when the revenues uh, are there, and it became a legit business, whether you decide to hire someone to do it and stay on the side, uh, whether or you quit your job, it's it's a very personal decision because maybe you're not the right person to even uh, run that business when the business is growing. Um, you would know that and then uh, making the right decision whether to leave everything to do it or hire the right people um, and, and be there in the background. You're them. right. It is a very, very <laughs> personal question. So let's try and uh, f- let's try and sort of break that down a bit more. I mean, from your experience, your uh, your wealth of experience, are there certain types of side businesses or side hustles, as we've been saying, that do better or do more well than others? Um, I think... So, like, we see really everything in side hustles from the the, the types of um, um, uh, freelancing, um, uh, meaning extending a particular skill, to full, full-blown brick-and-mortar um, uh, business. I think the success um, has to be defined by three factors. One, do I have the right motivation for it? So... The more motivated you are to make it succeed, the, the better chances you, ha- you have uh, to make it succeed. Uh, second thing, do I have the skills or can I uh, at least get the skills needed around me to, to, to make it fly? And the last uh, th- uh, thing is, um, do I have the right time to dedicate uh, for that? Um, and in my opinion, when you have these three factors, you can succeed in pretty anything. Mm. I think Jen is absolutely right. Motivation is absolutely yeah. key. You can take a business to a certain point. You know, you might spot uh, a niche, an opportunity. You're not particularly into it, but you see the niche. And yeah. you can take it to a point. But if you're driven, if you're motivated, if you're really enjoying it, then as you were saying earlier, Tom, you don't mind putting a few hours in in the evening instead of watching the football game or whatever. Exactly that. Jenny, listen, really appreciate your time. And you actually have more energy to put all those hours. So it, the brain works in mysterious ways. And it's it's very interesting. The motivation changes everything. Jenny, just finally, if people want to find out more about MindCloud Academy, how do they do that? They just uh, log in to mindcloudacademy.com and uh, get in touch with us. And Jenny Thank will give you, so you more much. dopamine. Quite right, too. More inspiration, more drive. Yep. Uh, Double G, Jenny Genemate, thank you so much indeed for joining us live on the show today. Really thank appreciate you. your time. Uh, Jenny is the founder and the CEO of MindCloud Academy, a unique academy for entrepreneurs, giving us uh, uh, her expertise and experience uh, this morning. Right, we've got back.
about 10 minutes left on the show. Just enough time to answer some of your clinics. Get your questions in. Company Clinic coming up next. More to come on Starting Up with Tom Urquhart and Virtue Zone On Dubai Eye 103.8. Um, you can get us uh, online at Dubai Eye 1038FM or at Virtue Zone. If you're on Twitter, at Virtue Zone underscore UAE, you can find them via the hashtags. Hashtag Starting Up with Virtue Zone. Hashtag Be Your Own Boss. Um, and talking to the boss, well, the governor is in the house. The founder and the chairman of Virtue Zone, Mr. Neil Petch, is alongside me. And together we're going to do this. Company Clinic. A uh, number of questions that have come through, been prompted by the conversation today. Uh, side businesses, side hustles. We've been talking about that one. Shamil's been in touch with us today. Shamil, thank you very much indeed for your question. Uh, hey, Neil, says Shamil. Uh, look at that. He's a poet and he don't know it. Uh, not sure if this was asked already, but if I wanted to start a side hustle, and promote my products on social media to start and prepare things from my home, would I need to register a business as such? So two answers to that question. One, anything on, on social, there is an, there's an influencer license, for example. So there's easy steps where you can dip your toe in the water without having to go to huge costs. But I'm sure this wouldn't surprise you, Tom. I would always, always encourage you, Shamil, build the foundations right from the start. And, the, and these things, as we heard from DB earlier, can take a lot of time. So you might be trying to prepare yourself, for example, for when the summer is over, when everyone's back uh, at school, everyone's working again, and you want your business to go incredibly fast, and suddenly you find you don't have your phone, you don't have your bank account, etc., etc. So get everything right from the start from a legal perspective which i imagine is what you're asking as well it's a gray area there is an ability to do a little bit of it but yeah just you know i i I would advise you to be careful and if you really believe in your product then you know give it give it every opportunity and make sure make sure that it it is a hundred percent white patrick gets in touch with us um a question maybe that we uh has has been asked a couple of times this morning um, uh, Neil, are you obliged to tell your employer, your current employer, about any side hustle or project or not? So it depends on the activity that you're setting up. Mm. It depends on the jurisdiction that you're using and it depends upon your employer. So government agencies, Emirates, for example, uh, you're going to a bank is going to require that you have a no objection letter, irrespective of which jurisdiction that you use. Um, We were talking earlier about how bosses should encourage their staff to have side hustles. But obviously, you don't want it to be in exactly the same industry. You want it to be in in something that is, as as, uh, the ladies were saying earlier, expands their skill uh, uh, network. So for those of you that are thinking to set something up um, yeah I would absolutely encourage you to be open about it to share to in, in fact ask for advice I mean where, where better to get advice than, than some of the people that you work with already um, but plan have a little bit of time thinking mm-hmm. about it uh, uh, and how you communicate that is also very important 
Tell you what, not so much a question, more as an observation from a certain Tom Urquhart this morning, which was, you know, we've gone into this conversation talking about the benefits you can have if you've got your side hustle, the side project. It's also a bit of an insurance policy, isn't it? I mean, the pandemic has shown us that nothing is for certain in this world. And a lot of people have fallen foul of losing jobs or being forced to uh, to, to, to move on, etc. If you've invested into a side hustle, You've got a little something to fall back on um, if you are gifted a bit more time. We're always taught mitigate your risk, diversify, and that's a brilliant way to do it. Yes, and and I read something uh, uh, the other day on online. There's a there's a new app which says an average person spends 158 minutes a day on social media. In that 158 minutes, using this particular app, you can read seven self improvement books. So I, I would say don't read seven self-improvement books. I'd say set up a side hustle. Yeah, exactly that. Uh, another question that came in from Wasim this morning. Wasim wants to know about bank accounts. Um, we were talking about bank accounts and uh, the pitfalls you can uh, fall into in trying to set them up for a side hustle or otherwise. Um, uh, Dara was talking to us, DBA was talking to us about that a little earlier on. Um, Wasim wants to know, is there, a, is there a minimum amount that you need to have in a bank account to set up a side hustle or other business? Increasingly, banks are being more supportive, again, of the startup sector. So traditional banking technology and, and practices required that they were asking for, you know, 150,000 dirhams or something like that. That's just not, in my opinion, practical for us to compete against the likes of Singapore and London and so on. We need to make it easier for people to really manage their cash and use every single fill that they have to get their business going. And increasingly, banks are being cognizant of that. I think you're going to start to see government initiatives. In fact, I know you're going to see government initiatives soon where loans are made available much faster to startups. Um, So in theory, you should be able, a guy in Canada should be able to realize that this is the best place in the world to set your business up. He should be able to do that from Montreal and he should be able to get a loan for Mm. his business. But that the bank, of course, wants to know that that loan is safe. So we can use technology to enable all of that information to be shared. Uh, that's about it from us today. Hope you've enjoyed the show, how to start a side hustle and turn it into a well-oiled machine. If you want to listen back to it, you'll be able to get uh, Elements uh, on the podcast straight afterwards and online. Equally, if you'd like to continue the conversation online, Virtue Zone are picking up the ball and running with it now at Virtue Zone or at Virtue Zone underscore UAE uh, to continue that conversation. Big thanks to Neil and all the team at Virtue Zone. Interesting times, Neil. What are we, 30 days away? from Expo 2020, second half of the year, traditionally busy time for us all. friend of mine, CEO of S&P Global here, just behind a $44 billion acquisition. What? Biggest of the year so far. That's coming, that's being driven by the biggest growth sector in S&P across the world, Middle East. So congrats to him and all of you who want to be motivated. What better reason? 44 billion reasons. That is extraordinary. Yeah. Wow. Stay tuned to find out more as I will be delving uh, to get more details from Neil and otherwise in just a few moments. Big thanks to Neil. Hopefully uh, catching up with he's certainly catching up with the rest of the Virtue Zone team next week. Got any questions? Keep them coming in.